and my name is Brian Roig. Giving is not seasonal. And we thought, yeah, we thought this would be appropriate given the fact that here it is, the holiday season, traditionally in Western countries. And uh, Cyril, you and I were talking about this offline. We're like, hey, why, why does everybody think giving is seasonal? It's not. Giving should be a year-round thing because ultimately the more you give, the more you get. So we're here to take a deep dive into actual giving on a spiritual level and see what we can uh, unravel here. So what do we got, man? Mm. Yeah. Right. I, I agree with you. I, I, I think uh, we have to look at this on a two ways, on a horizontal level and a vertical level. What I mean by this is how we are engaging each other on a material sociological p platform and also on a vertical level, which is much deeper, right, where we're ascending spiritually and how we're sharing spiritually and giving spiritually to somebody else. Uh, one thing I, would, I do want to caution our listeners about is when we are giving spiritually, it has nothing to do with necessarily giving religiously, meaning we are not imposing our religious views, our flavors on other. Okay, what we are doing is when we are sharing spiritually, when we are giving spiritually, that has to do with basic universal values, right? Love, compassion, empathy, time, you know, uh, encouragement, upliftment. The, these are the values that we should be considering in terms of spiritual giving. What are your thoughts with that? <laughs> it's been a few. It's a, it's been a few episodes. I know <laughs> we're losing it. So you might as well start with good old Bob again. Hmm. That's nice.
Mm-hmm. I do. I like that a lot. I think that it, it, it really helps you focus on being selfless. You know, when we are developing our, our, our spiritual path, there's a certain amount, of, I, I'm sure you would admit, there's a certain amount of selfishness we need to have, right? Our spiritual selfishness in terms of we are protecting ourselves, we're growing for ourselves, we're born alone, we die alone. Uh, so our focus is how do I save myself? How do I develop myself spiritually? But then as we start to ascend spiritually and we start to develop, we start to kind of have this sense of more creative compassion from within. And that's when we are able to start going from that spiritual selfishness to an unlimited amount of selflessness, selfless love. And that that type of outpouring and outreach is what creates bridges to developing others spiritually. So that's, you know. Mm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so sweet. It is, yeah, that's... uh very profound. I think, and you know, for anybody who does not necessarily read that type of thing, you know, when we're, when we are sharing these types of, um, little tidbits of spiritual nuggets, uh, it's for everyone. It's not meant to be denominational or partisan or anything like that. It's just whatever we necessarily find inspiring off the cuff. We're here to share it. So, if there is a particular, I would highly encourage our audience also, if there is some particular spiritual quote that you like or somebody that you find uplifting, share it with us so that we can share it with the rest of the listening audience. We don't care what the denomination is or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, you know, every single one of those touch points there reflect in daily society, if you think about it. I mean, there's so much uh, personal attention that most people want. You know, it, it's it's always like, pay attention to me, listen to me, do this for me. It's very challenging to turn around and say, well, what can I do for others? Yeah, it, and I think it's getting worse. I don't think it's getting better. Um, this concept of serving others through love is kind of lost. 
Mm. Huh? Uh, for for this podcast, giving is not seasonal. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. The highest level of ecstasy, I would say most people feel while they are alive, is love. Giving love. Love. Giving and sharing love. You know, uh, I, have you ever read the book Five Languages of Love? It's, okay, it, it's it's a great book. And the reason why I bring it up, uh, and I highly encourage everyone to read it, is because it categorizes people into different love languages in terms of how they need to feel loved and how they receive love and how they express their love. So I think I I could be wrong because it's been a while since I read the book and took the test, but off the top of my head, it's like um, gifts, acts of service, uh, words of affirmation, quality time and physical touch. So those are the five languages of love. So everybody has at least one of those. Typically, it could be a one that's more dominant than the other four um, or two. Like, for instance, when I did it, and every time I've taken the test, there's two of those that are very dominant for me and all the rest are nothing. So how we engage people should be based on how they need to receive things. You know, we cannot just force our will on somebody as an example. Let's say you're constantly trying to give someone gifts, right? This is the season, right? So Amazon is happy with everyone right now because they're buying and buying and consuming gifts because, quote, this is the season of giving. But one, if you're trying to show your love and appreciation for somebody and gifts don't resonate with them in a sense of giving. One, if that's the type of person that just needs to spend time with you. They just want to sit down and talk and just have some quality time. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to give on that level of quality time? 
Or is it like, you know what? The best I can do is just buy you a pair of socks. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever it is that you celebrate. Happy Eid. Whatever. And here you go. Happy New Year. And uh, see you next year. Right? It's such a temporary thing. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So I think we have to be very aware of what we're doing. And, you know, if we're going to be inspired by this supposed, and I put in quotes, season of giving. And I find it very interesting that all of a sudden, like, how did I don't know the history of how people came up with culturally the winter time, the dead of winter, to start giving each other presents and be like, okay, here you go, I love you. <laughs> it's really weird, maybe because it's so cold and they feel like, you know, in most places winter time is cold, and so they go, oh well, this will make you feel better if you if you, you get a present. I don't know. I think it's a little odd. But whatever. I mean, hey, I'm not going to lie. I, you know, celebrate Christmas with my kids and we have a good time. But, uh, you know, it, why it went to like a particular time schedule. And really, in my opinion, it, in a sense, it cheapens out the concept of giving. Because, again, we shouldn't be focused on giving somebody presents. Right. Give your time. Give your ear. Listen to somebody. Give your empathy. Give your compassion. Um, and for a lot of people, I think that's going to be a tall order. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, if you're not spiritually sound, it's going to be very hard to have that type of compassion and empathy in order to truly give somebody what is required for them and what they actually need and desire. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, of course. I loved that game when I was a kid. I think it's just home. You just go back to the, the home, yeah. I think it's two two hundred dollars. Go pass. Uh, what is it? Pass go and collect two hundred dollars. I think they call it like go or something. I, I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's where people just become depleted. And, you know, and you know, hear people saying, oh, I need something to fill my tank or I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to go out with my friends and do this or I need a glass. Of, I hear somebody say, oh, I need a glass of wine. That's the only thing that I can do to recharge myself. Well, that one I think is a little odd, but okay, whatever, I'm not going to judge. Um, but this concept of recharging, like a rechargeable battery, I mean, I know now the big kitschy thing with people is like these electric cars. They don't run very far until you have to charge it back up again, right? So you've got this vehicle, you have to charge it, plug it in, like you're saying, plug back into your, your, you know, your divine source of inspiration, whatever that may be, and recharge yourself in order to make sure that you are not in this seasonal mode of giving and it's a year-round, you know, mode of giving, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it goes into a very uh, deeply complex theological topic of, you know, the nature of consciousness and what is it meant to be? Is it all the same? How is it differentiated? You know, and we obviously we're not going to get into that today, but just on the baseline level with what you're saying, you know, if it's like. It, everything is designed with function, right? One of the, the clearest examples in terms of somebody saying, well, how do you know there's something greater exists than yourself? Well, an intelligent design imp naturally implies an intelligent designer. And it's clearly obvious that we are designed for love. And we are designed for giving because the function of our physical anatomy the function of how, let's say, as an example, a man and a woman unite physically and then create children and how they give to those children and how that pushes through in the world. Everything is based on a, as a function of love. It's all functional loving. And so I think it's, it's very clearly implied with our physical design. Like you look at a car and even if you don't necessarily know what it is, you can kind of like go around a little bit and go, okay, this is designed to get me from one place to another. 
once you, you know, give it a few minutes, even if you came from another planet, you go, oh, this is some kind of traveling vehicle. It's going to take me from here to there. Similarly, the human condition, and we'll just focus on that, um, because since we are human, this is what we can describe from our personal observations. <laughs> um, we can see that there's a design. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's tons of that. It is. It is. But because we're not going to go talk to a koala bear and say, hey, don't give seasonally, you need to give year round. I think really more the, <laughs> the focus is like in terms of humanity, what we can do as citizens of the world. How do we give? <laughs> Dear listeners, he's joking. If you don't know Cyril's sarcasm by now, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, no, so it's just like we have this function, right? We have this function to love, and our greatest satisfaction is in loving. And what is loving? Loving is giving. You know, and it doesn't mean that you're going to give... Like I, like I said at the beginning, it's not, we're not giving to everyone in the same way. But be aware. Start being present. Start being conscious. And really start taking inventory. Not just personal inventory, but inventory around the people around you. And go, okay, well, what? how does this person function? Really get into who they are. You know? And understand, okay, well, how can I give? How can I be of service? You know? to them to make you know make them feel better or to to kind of ele help elevate them spiritually and it's not about again we've talked about this yeah just meet them where they're at and just encourage them to take the next step on the rung of the ladder it's not about putting them in your position or your shoes it's about helping them where they are and if you can give them a nudge up one rung of the ladder then you've done an amazing service to someone at least that's what I think yeah it, mm Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say that is, uh, a very provable concept, you know, selfishness ultimately creates dissatisfaction. There's no satisfaction in selfishness. You can see people that are incredibly successful materially 
and at the end of it all, they, they, they looked back and they've done studies on this. And so many of these people that were so selfish in their careers and whatnot and in their life, they all said the same thing. They all came to the same conclusion. I wish I did things differently. I wish I loved more. I wish I gave more. I wish I didn't prioritize this stuff, which ultimately is meaningless. Like how many Ferraris I have in the garage <laughs> and how many houses I have around the world. And more like, I wish I focused on loving my children. I wish I focused on loving my spouse. You know, these types of things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's incredibly, it, it's funny. I, I look at it in two ways. One, it's a simple concept, you know, give to live, right? Like the Sammy Hagar song. Here we go. I'm throwing one out there. Sammy Hagar has a great song from the late 80s called Give to Live or mid 80s, something like that. It was called Give to Live. So you have to give to live. If you are not doing that, you will be dissatisfied. And I have yet to have met a single person that has had tremendous success in their life. And they said, oh, I'm so successful and I can't, I, I cannot have any regret and I am happy to be selfish and I'm happy to burn others and hurt others. It makes me feel great. Nonsense. Because if you look at, uh, I'm going to use a very crude example here, but it's, it's applicable. If you look at some of the world's dictators, current dictators that exist today, let's Look at, uh, you know, people that say, uh, as an example, in like Chechnya or North Korea or something like this. These guys have families. So they may be, in one sense, incredibly delusional in terms of what their position is in the world or how they're trying to intimidate others. But they have families. And their greatest joy is, in their mind, sharing their their culture with their family, loving their children, loving their family, and also loving their country and what they're doing in their mind, in their opinion, to uplift one way or another their country. Now, it could be all ego, but their joy is still coming from, ultimately, how they're loving and how they are giving to somebody special to them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. Oh my God, you're crazy. <laughs> Goodness. Oh my God. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I I think it's it's rooted from the parents and how the parents are kind of sh- teaching them, you know, and showing them things. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to brag, but I'm going to. My kids are the sweetest, most loving children I could possibly encounter. They're giving. They're loving. They're empathetic. Uh, they're compassionate. They always care about other people's feelings. Um doesn't matter if it's an adult or another child uh you know even when they've been wronged they're like it's okay daddy they didn't know better or you know stuff like that i'm like oh my god you're so sweet had somebody done that to me i would have like clocked them and knocked them out (laughs) so they definitely have in a certain sense a, a lot more um compassion than i do in certain ways um but yeah i i really think that kind of stuff is it stems from the parents you know, if the parents are selfish and self-absorbed uh, and and just have like a, a negative bent to them, the kids are going to mimic that. Yeah, they're going to mimic that. It's just like when you look at like what the, the point that you're making, and here's a excellent segue. <sighs> yeah, yes, because they gave you equal number of cookies. Uh, no, so look look at what, when you ever watch interviews with gang members or former gang members, there's an underlying thread that links them all together. A lack of love in the home, a lack of typically a father. There was no father figure, and there was no structure for loving and giving. And so they all say the same thing. I joined a gang because I wanted a family. I wanted a place where I could give love and receive love. And it wasn't like, oh, let's. Yeah. You were saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're a parent out there, then get with it. You know, love your children. Start giving. Giving starts, you know, start, you know, have you heard that saying, think globally and act locally? I love that saying because that to me is like how we can give efficiently. You know, people are like going, oh, I need to help the, you know, Afghanistani women that haven't gone to school or something like this or, you know, no, hold on. Just start giving and start loving in your locale. How about making sure your house is straight? Making sure your your home, 
or whoever is around you in your immediate circle, is there enough love to go around? Are you giving, not seasonally, but throughout the year, day to day, are you giving love, sharing love, and um, sharing that compassion with people and sharing some type of spiritual upliftment with the people in your immediate area, right? So you can think globally, I want more love in the world. I want more giving for the world. Well, then start by giving locally, right? In your immediate circle. I don't think people do that. Yeah, um, I think that concept is a very beautiful concept. At the same time, I think for many people, it can be a very intimidating concept because they think that, oh, if, if I'm giving myself to the divine, does that mean I have to be some type of ascetic or some type of monastic, right, or, or nun or something like this? And that's not really... The concept, the concept of giving over and, you know, that kind of self-surrender has to do with creating a sense, of, a, a deeper sense of love, a love for, you know, divinity, a love for whatever you resonate with as the listener, whatever you personally, individually resonate with in terms of your, your divine connection tap into that because the more you give into that divine unlimited nature the more you're going to get out of it because that that's the one thing that if you think about it that's the one thing that's an unlimited source spirituality and ultimately the divine whatever that divine is for you is unlimited if we're going to go down that road of spirituality and and divine consciousness and uh as like some type of supreme being or supreme energy that entity 
slash energy is unlimited. It's an unlimited source is unlimited. So tapping into that and giving into that, that's what, that's what, uh, will fuel you like rocket, like rocket fuel. And it's not what I know we've talked about this before. It's not about, well, if I'm going to be giving to the divine spiritually, I better hand over my bank account to somebody or something or some entity. No. Start with like what we've talked about many times. Start with your uh, meditation that resonates with you. Start with some type of sacred literature that resonates with you. Connect. Get in. Plug in. Connect. And start growing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, that people, I think, just need to tap into that. I think we all need to start focusing in terms of how we can start to give from that spiritual perspective. And once we're giving to the divine, we're giving to ourselves as well. And yeah. Yeah. And then it becomes it, then it becomes like uh this kind of state of ever increasing ecstasy. Mm. 
right? That's kind of where we want to be. I mean, you see people where like they came from like say a retreat, a spiritual retreat, and they're like completely blissed out. Yeah, and then it's gone, right? Because they're like whatever whatever practice they had when they were in that spiritual retreat, they abandon it once they left, and then it's not there anymore. So, you know, not to say that that spiritual investment diminished because what we've talked about in the past is there's no depletion of the spiritual bank account, but at the same time, if you want to continue to have that feeling, you know, you got to keep you got to keep pushing. You got to keep giving. Give to the divine. Give to you know your your immediate circle, right? Find out what what is necessary in terms of how you can be of service, and you're going to be of service to in a variety of different ways to a variety of different people. It's never it's never the same thing, and even if you were all different, and it absolutely, yeah. One person may want you to listen to them and one person may want you to listen to them and give them advice. If you give somebody else the advice while you're listening, they'll take offense. The other person will say thank you. (laughs) So (laughs) start by listening and asking questions if that's what they want and go from there, right? Be an active listener. Don't just hear words coming out of somebody's mouth. Be an active listener and be able to engage them in... uh, that proper service, if that's what they need. Or maybe it is that person that does need some little nugget or gift once in a while. Gentlemen, if you're listening out there and you have a significant other, and if they need flowers, you better sure as hell bring them flowers. If it's the type of person that needs a card or a little note, write that note. You know, it, obviously, when it's if you have children, I cannot emphasize this enough, this should just go without saying, but people need to remember this. Love them, adore them, push them, praise them, invest in them, because that is the greatest gift you can give is that investment of love into your children because that's what's going to carry forward. That's carrying your legacy forward. You know, so this we cannot look at this as a season of giving. That's for Amazon and Walmart and Target and whatever local store you have in your area because they just want you to buy shit. That's 99% of the time meaningless and useless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, giving is not seasonal. It's a state of being. It's a state. Giving is a, is a constant state of existence, right? That's where you're going to get your deepest fulfillment is in that state of giving. And it's not one particular style of giving for every person and everything. So we're not trying to blanket and say, go out and do this. It's not what it is. This is your now. We collectively need to individually go out and start reflecting on what our needs are, personal needs in terms of how we need to give, what's going to resonate with us, what's going to resonate with our our immediate circle, what's going to help us connect deeper to our divine representation, whatever that may be, so that we can continue to develop 
and ultimately all of us together make the world a better place. Any other thoughts, Cyril? Love it. So we, we want to wish you all uh, peace and love and harmony. Okay, not just in this winter season, but at all times. We always wish you all peace, love, and harmony. And never stop seeking. Never stop growing. You know, we're here for you. You can always email us, shapingspiritpodcast at gmail.com. There's no charge to email or talk to us. There's no charge for questions. Let's get engaged. We all can be here to help each other and push each other and encourage each other to grow spiritually. Thank you very much, all you listeners. Have a wonderful, wonderful uh, day and a wonderful season. This one out. Do 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 do.